Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back again, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tom Lovrick, and as usual, I have with me the one and only, the man of the hour, the tower of power. <laughs> Some call him the shredder of medieval times. Some call him the Loki of medieval times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Okay, well, that. anyway, so... You mewling quim. Yeah, well, <laughs> thank you for the mewling quim. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean Quigley, how are you doing, Papa Quigs? Uh, pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good, yeah. It's appropriate that we're, we're doing this probably the last episode of the tournament to determine the best superhero movies. Just in time for uh, Infinity War to come out. Mm-hmm. It's been out for like, what, two weeks now? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, I saw it. Did you see it? Yes, I did see it. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. For people who don't know, our show is, but usually we're doing a long, we did, this is like a six or seven uh, episode arc where we we set up brackets a la the NCAA and we're trying to determine, we picked superhero movies and we're trying to do, determine the best superhero movie. Um, but usually we watch a TV show or a movie that few people have seen or ever heard of. Uh, if it's foreign language, we turn off the subtitles and the dubbing, and then we watch the middle 20 minutes and try to figure out what's going on here. At the same time, we review local brews when we possibly can, and local eateries. Today for our eatery, we are reviewing the Bamboo Grill in Brigginfield, New Jersey at 54 South Washington Avenue. It's a Filipino family-style restaurant. Uh, delicious Filipino food, and our brew for today, which is usually the star of the show, is Jovial uh, Belgian-style double ale by Trogues Independent Brewing out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. And this is, like I said, a Belgian-style double ale with a 7% ABV and 13 IBU, and it's bottle conditioned. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't know what that means, um, generally when a beer is brewed, the yeast that makes up the alcohol eats up all of the sugars in the wort, and that's how you get your alcohol in the beer. And then afterwards, they come and they pump CO2 into the beer to give it to make it carbonated, and that's how you get really carbonated beers. Uh, bottle condition means they go through the whole procedure again, but then they add a little bit of yeast and or sugar in the bottle, so that it kind of ferments almost like a champagne in the bottle. And that's what bottle condition is. And so these are actually, I'm going to take a picture of these. These are what they call uh, cork and cage bottles. And it's, you'll, it's basically like a, like a champagne bottle. You'll, oh, sound you'll, like a sadomasochistic uh, it, it's, it's a little bit S&M-ish. Cork, yeah, cork and, and cage. cage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that may, actually, that would probably be a great gay bar, cork and cage. <laughs> I was thinking like a... Uh, a detective series, Cork and Cage, just like an S, you know, S and M detective. An S and M detective, Cork and Cage. That would that would totally be like a Cinemax late at night on the weekend <laughs> kind of TV show with really bad acting and like yeah. <laughs> semi porn stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's pop our uh, beers open, Trogues, Jovial, shall we? Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if it's going to have the uh, usual pop fizz sound that our beers usually have, but. Let's try not to take each other's eyes out with these uh, corks, huh? Mm. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Be prepared to drink fast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's under control. It's under control, we're good. How you done? Oh, ooh, that's a satisfying sound. Ah. Mm, yeah. All right, cheers, my friend. Good. Cheers. Let's see what we got. That's nice. Mm. That's nice. It's a hefty bottle because it's because it's bottle condition. It has mm-hmm. to be able to take the 
the extra carbonation. So it's a thick bottle. It's a darkened bottle, obviously, because you don't want too much light getting in there. But it is actually more carbonated than the usual beers that we get, probably because it is bottle conditioned. Yeah. But this is nice. Mmm. And it's not so bad. I mean, it says on this thing, serve in the chalice. But I'm, I'm glad I'm drinking out of a bottle because it's, it's kind of pleasing to drink from this. It's got like a thick rim on the bottom. Yeah, yeah really kind thick. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're tossing a... Oh, no, no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> like I'm wrapping my lips around it. <laughs> the leather chair. Smooth, round, uh, wet... Um, what's the word? Um, <laughs> well, there's like several... Like a plum, can, like a plum Like or a something. plum, okay. <laughs> I was going to say there's several words I can think of, but okay, we'll go with plum. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Okay, and um, what we had today, you had the crispy pata... The Filipino food-wise, mm -hmm. and I had the topsy log. And crispy pata is basically pork hocks, pig hocks, <laughs> just deep fried. Yeah, and they give you a dipping sauce, which mm -hmm. was, I'm assuming, delicious because you. Uh, yep. Yeah, and we'll give the grades at the end of, of of the episode. I had the topsy log, which was basically fried pork with a um, over easy egg thrown on top. That you can mix up with rice, and that was just mm. snarfalicious. So, all right, well, let's get right to our uh, 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 chart then. And for those, let's recap for those of you that don't know. Um, our sweet sixteen movies are as follows: in the Manhattan bracket, we have the Avengers, the nineteen seventy eight Superman, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and Blade. In the Gotham bracket, we have The Dark Knight, Iron Man, the 1989 Batman, and Captain America, the First Avenger. In the Wakanda bracket, we have Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man 2, and Hellboy. And, and in the Metropolis bracket, we have Ant-Man, Thor, Ragnarok, Deadpool, and Logan. All solid films, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So, where are we going to start? Where do you want to start? You want to start something unusual, or are we going to start just left to right? Um, I don't know. You decide. I think last episode, I did all the deciding, and it weighed heavy on my soul ever since. It hasn't, really? Yeah. Okay. I can't, you know, all these decisions, they build up, and... Too much, too much on your plate now. A little bit too much. Baby, it's like yeah. You, know, you made. I decided all the which all the brackets, and then I got home, and then my wife starts to ask me things, and I just scream. <laughs> I made enough decisions today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is to be me? <laughs> oh my god, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so tell you what, you know what? Let's go reverse. Let's start with Metropolis. Okay. So. Um, First movie, first battle is Ant-Man versus Thor Ragnarok. And I'm fairly certain because you've made your feelings <laughs> known about Ant-Man. So I'm pretty sure where your vote goes. Yeah. Although to be fair, I mean, I, I, the, the new, that's the next film coming out. That's um, right. And it's the next Marvel film. Time, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm more excited for it now. I don't know if I if I get the opportunity to see in the movie theater, I will. But now with baby, like you know, I'm having to pick or choose my battles, especially with some big films coming out. Right, right, right. Um, it might be one that I just see, you know, when it when it comes out uh, on release. But it, it, I'm more excited for seeing it now, post Infinity War, uh -huh. because it's going to have to address something. Why they weren't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so folks, if you haven't seen Infinity War. There might be a spoiler or two thrown out, so if you haven't seen Infinity War, listen to this episode after you've seen it. So just to be fair. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm it. It. Um, yeah, I, I think I read somewhere actually there was. I mean, on Facebook now, I see all of these pop-ups that are designed for me to click on them. Right. You know, right there was right, these right. headlines that they think, oh, he's gonna love this. Right. And it's usually nothing. But right. there was one. I, I don't think I even clicked on it because I. It's usually just for adverts, but it was one, and it said, um, you know, Kevin Feige or whoever in Marvel has, has said that the the bridging movies in between the next Avengers film, so Ant Man, uh, Captain Marvel, 
and uh, I forget what else that is, very much will address, like, you know, Infinity War. Like, it will be very much like... Ah, okay. It's, it's something on the lines of, like, these films will address... Right, right, what's happening. What's happening. The like, they're not going to just be like, oh, you know. Like, a lot of the right. other ones haven't, you know, they've not talked about what's going on in the right, There films. weren't any too far-reaching consequences. But it's basically impossible to not to, you know. I mean, the, to be perfectly sensible about it, mm. at least with Ant-Man, you'd think that they'd have to set it before Infinity War, or else it, it's going to be a little bit, like... I think you have to do that. I'm guessing. I'm guessing with Ant Man the way it went, um, the way Infinity War went down. Ant Man's gonna start before Infinity War went down. Yeah, and it's gonna finish About with Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's and a good I, point. And I'm, and I'm thinking that you know, obviously, characters in that movie were, will be affected by what happened yeah. at the end of Michael Infinity Douglas, War. Gone. But, Probably, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm guessing. But so then, I mean, I really, I I've made no secret that I really, really enjoyed Ant Man, and um, like I said, I I think Ant Man was actually kind of the lead in that allowed Ragnarok to be what Ragnarok is, because mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok was just about a comedy. Yeah, you know, it's like. It, almost like more comedy than action comedy, I'd, I'd almost say. Not quite. I think I think in terms of like splitting it perfectly, action comedy is the perfect description for Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Especially considering how heavy Thor Dark World was. Yeah. And I think the reason why it was able to do that, not to take any uh, uh, anything away from... Uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, 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 Taiki Waititi. Uh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Not to take anything away from his you know, directorial work or, or storytelling mm. because it was brilliant all of it. But I think the fact that Ant-Man was... Because Ant-Man was kind of like a comedy as well. Because even like the scene where he's battling uh, Yellow Jacket in his daughter's bedroom on the Thomas the Train thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, ah! And screams and the train hits it and then they back up with the camera and just go... I think a lot of the reasons I didn't like Ant-Man as much is because so, uh, so many of those really great moments were spoiled in the trailer for me. That was in the trailer that moment. Ah, okay, and yeah. And it would have so, been a great hit in the film, but I'd already seen it a bunch right, of times. Right, right, And a lot right, of right. those big jokes, they wasted on the trailer, I think because they knew people weren't necessarily going to go watch it. No, because... So they had to bust out the big because, ones. Whereas yes. the Avengers, they, they, they get away with not putting those in because yeah. they know people are going to see it regardless, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and you know what? That's an excellent point. I don't, I don't know why, marketing-wise, they thought they needed to do that. Because, I mean, I remember when Captain America, they were saying, like, oh, the next two movies are Captain America and Thor. And I remember talking to a buddy of mine who's also a comic book guy. It's like, what? What? Why? Mm. It's like, neither of those characters have a particularly high-selling, you know, book. Why would they? But, I mean, they proved us wrong. Look at how popular, you know, especially Captain America is. Imagine those books now. Just the comic book sales. I bet they're going through the roof. Oh, yeah, they have to. Yeah. They, they, they have to at this point, like, because... Just Especially for the Captain to see. America, like that must have been almost completely dead in the water. Yeah, no one's buying those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you could just see from like what they did in the comic books, where they made the whole thing that Captain America has been a Hydra operative all along, and mm. and all this other stuff. So, um, so even though back to this, even though I I loved Ant Man and I think it was great, and it kind of set the ground for for Ragnarok, and in a way, kind of set the ground. Well, not really, because the characters... I was going to say Deadpool, but Deadpool was already, like... Even in the comic book, was just, like, so over-the-top funny that it's, mm-hmm. you know... But I think Ragnarok was just so, so well done. So well done. The casting was just superb. Uh, I think Jeff Goldblum as as the 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 Grandmaster was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all of it. Um, it reminded me almost, when I think of it, and the enjoyment I had, when you said action comedy... It brought me to uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, it reminds me of that. Yes, it's absolutely. Like... Absol- that's a great. That's a great comparison. I agree completely. Yes, Thor Ragnarok is totally on that vein. Yeah. And not only that, um, and we've probably talked about this before. You can always tell, or at least I think 
I can tell when the actors and the people shooting the movie are having fun shooting the movie. Yeah. Because all of it looks effortless. Mm -hmm. It looks like they did it in two takes, tops. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's having fun. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's totally into the character. And, and I mean, I've seen the interviews with Car John Carpenter, who said, I've never had more fun on a movie set than shooting Big Trouble in Little China. And it, it just, the chemistry is just so apparent. And you know they had fun shooting it. And Thor yeah. Ragnarok is definitely, like, up there with that. Yeah, For yeah. sure. For sure. So, I, I mean, Thor goes on in this battle. Yes. It's a shame. It's a shame because, like, all of these movies are just solid movies. I can't, I don't see a single movie on here that I wouldn't, if somebody said, hey, I have this, you want to watch it? And, you know, it would be like, yeah, fine. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's true. I'm, um... So Thor Ragnarok is in the Elite Eight. All right, this is a tough one now. This is a really tough one. Ah, yeah, this is. is a really tough one. I, like, I and they're both from the it. same studio. Yes. And it was just funny because they're like, you know, considering how many great movies that Marvel, the Disney Marvel Studios have put out, this uh, Fox. Yes. This is a Fox Studios. Pre, Pre-owned by Disney. Yeah, they like they talk about blasting out the park. Like they basically set the the ground for Disney buying the yes. whole studio out. Yes, like within two films. Yes, because they were like, "Wow, we we yeah, look, look at the money this is making yeah, on yeah. our movie." Yeah, like whoa, because that's always like the the death knell, right? It's like, oh, if you wanted to re be really big, you have to make a PG thirteen. Yeah, because you want people to bring their kids to the movie. Yeah, which is just idiotic if you ask me, but whatever. So this is, this in case anybody's wondering, this is Deadpool versus Logan. Both excellent movies for very different reasons. Deadpool for just being, again, in the vein of Ant-Man and Ragnarok, mm. just being super funny. Yeah. Um, I although I would give it, I would give this, like in the action comedy genre, I would definitely put this more on the action as opposed to the comedy. Because mm -hmm. the comedy was almost exclu exclusively like, Ryan Reynolds, like yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. motor mouth. As, whereas Logan was just so dark and visceral and grounded and real. And even just the whole what happened to the X-Men, like it's Professor X because he's got basically Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was just such a just brilliant piece of writing. It's, it's one of those things like when I read like my various scientific magazines, journals, whatever, and I see somebody come up with an invention. It's one of those things when you look at it, you go like, why didn't anybody think of this before? Mm. And this is one of those. It's like, why didn't anybody think of this before? Because it's just, it's so real. You know, like Alzheimer's, dementia, that kind of, It's so real. And, oh, here's the guy who's the most powerful brain on the planet. Oh, sorry, he got Alzheimer's or he got dementia. What? It, yeah. What happens then? Oh, everybody dies around him. That's what happens. It's, it's, I, it's, it was such a nice, I mean, just such a great plot point. And it's, it's so great for a superhero character. And obviously with the, you've got to think all the other people that, ha, that, that write comic book films have got to kick themselves when they did it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's such a good thing. Not even with just a character who's all about mind control. Like you have a super strong character. Yeah. You know, someone who's got super strength. The idea of them losing their mind. Yeah. And then being like, like, oh, that would have been so good yes. to have like a yes. a Superman gets dementia. Like, yeah. you know, like, wow, what would and happen? And freaks out when like you know? Lois walks in the room, like, who are you? And like crushes half the building because he's freaking out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's basically the Hulk. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it, it's basically the Hulk, yeah. So, I mean... The performances are really good. Um, the other reason why I think Logan... I would give the edge here to Logan. And, Me too. And I'll, 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 I'll say my reasoning for why. The fact that it didn't rely so much on CGI, mm -hmm. or hardly at all for that matter, made it even more grounded. Mm -hmm. Because, it, again, it was more, it was visceral. There were certain like plot points that I was just like, this yeah. is just, this is, this is, it was almost like, this is lazy writing. I'm sorry, this shouldn't be in here. The whole like, oh, he's going to pump himself with the juice and be super strong and then just like conk out like 20 minutes later. He burns out too fast. 
like, but why? Mm. You know, it's like he literally took before. I think it was earlier in the movie. He took like just whatever it was, 10 milliliters of it, you know, the injection. And he was fine for three days with it. And then that time, you know, he like jabs a whole syringe in himself and he burns through it in like a half an hour. It was like, uh, okay. Uh, that and the second Wolverine, I don't think the second Wolverine was necessary for the story. Mm-hmm. It could have been just fine with the various uh, 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 cyborgs. Yeah. The, the, the other Wolverine was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Because especially for the fact that he couldn't face him without put, taking the injection. It was like, this is completely unnecessary. I think it was a cool show-off moment. I think it was a chance to give the CGI guys... Yes. ...to do that, a absolutely. cool thing. Yes, yes, yes. They're like, oh, look, look we can make like Hugh Jackman look, look like, like Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman from yes. 20 years ago. Right, know? yes. So I understood that. But um, Deadpool was Deadpool was great. It was really done. It was done in the vein of the, of the comic book. It was really honest to the comic book. Like I said, tons of fun. And obviously... From just the rankings, Deadpool was a three and Logan is a seven. Deadpool made a lot more money. But, and it's kind of silly to say, they're comic book movies. They're superhero movies. I get annoyed when people say like, oh, all the CGI. It's superhero movies. It's not, you know, a Hardy Boys or a detective novel. Mm. It's superheroes. They fly and shoot beams out their eyes and... Turn into giant green monsters. You have to... If you're upset about the CGI, you really... This is not the movie for you. Yeah. You know? Like anything sci-fi. You're upset about CGI? Don't go watch it. Go watch something more like, you know, The Matrix, where they'll just do slow motion, and there you go. That's, you know, and do a lot of martial arts training and good driving, that kind of stuff. Go watch something like that. But, um... Yeah, I... I, I um, my vote is Logan. Mine too. Uh, I think the same reasons you said. I think also the the, the main sticker for me. Um, you, you said it like combat movies win combat movies. And yes, <coughs> Deadpool is a great combat movie. It's funny, but it is very comic book. Logan, I think you cannot be a comic book fan and enjoy it because I think it's yes. just a good movie. Yes. I think it's almost like a western. Yes, 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 it, totally. It plays out like you know the shooting or, or like, something like, you know, like yeah. Tombstone or just like yes. it really plays out like that. Um, yeah. And also. I think the big difference, if you're talking about just the best films, the best movies, Deadpool, you remove Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool, yeah, and it's not the no. same thing. No, 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 right. He makes that entire film. Oh, completely. You stick, like, you know, I, I don't know who else you think, some other big, uh, you know, Channing Tatum in Deadpool. You'd no. be like, you'd be like, yeah, that was, that was alright, that film. Yeah, like, it was kind it was of funny, okay. but it wouldn't be the same. No. You... Logan, you a could young recast Vince, it. A young Vince Vaughn you could get away with. Yeah. Because no, he's the other true. actor that I could think of that can have that like stream of consciousness. But it would never going. have been made because Ryan was was the driving force behind it. Right. Like, it was so him. Right. Um, I mean, this is a role made for him. Oh, and he basically made the role himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, he's, he's trying to egg on Logan to try and... He yeah, wants yeah, to yeah, do yeah. a, you know, which would be... A Wolverine crossover. But... Um, Peachy, but fun. Yeah... But um, but Logan, I think you know you, th- that is just a good movie. Like you could, yes. Not even though they were great, and I wouldn't want to. You could recast it, and it would still be a brilliant movie. Yes, absolutely. It, it doesn't rely on that. And not only that, I mean, like you said, it's a movie that stands alone. The fact that there were five or six X Men movie before it, mm. and how good or bad they were, are completely immaterial yeah. to this. And they can. I love how throwaway they completely got away with the whole. What, which are we going with? What narrative, whatever? In that one scene when she picks up the comic book and it's an X Men comic book, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, is this true that you fought the blubber?" And he was like, "You read everything you believe in comic books, kid," and just like threw it. In. Yeah, it was like, yeah, exactly. It was like that's it. It was like, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that was a comic book. Boom. None yeah. of that stuff happened. The None way of you it think happened. It yeah. No, no. It was. It was like I said. It was just so well, well written, really grounded. I. Mm. It, it was good. Definitely giving the edge to Logan. All right. So Logan is in the Elite Eight. Let's go up to Wakanda and Black Panther versus Guardians of the Galaxy. This is this is a tough one. This is another tough one. I mean, they're both really good movies. Yeah, I, I, they are. They are. I, I'm leaning one way, but I what? Go ahead. Yeah, you take no, the lead on this one, and I'm you tell me. Gonna say Guardians. I think has to get it because I just don't think you end. 
I don't. Th- you wouldn't have a Black Panther without Guardians. I don't think. I don't think you'd have got that far. I think Guardians opened the gate for, con- you know, movies that you weren't expecting to be a success. Right. Pre Guardians, yeah. they still had in their mind. Even though we'd had some really great, funny, they'd done the Avengers movie, and it was still very much, yeah, you need good looking, recognizable white. Hollywood movie stars right. and we will sell the movies. Right. You they relied on the Danny yeah. Juniors, the you know, even the Mike Ruffalo's, you need to be a present. But Guardians came along and they it really kind of blew the waters. It was the first movie that no one knew the source material. Right. No one knew the characters. No. Nope. most of the leading actors people didn't know either. I in, in fact, I'll say this much. As someone who's a big comic book fan. Now, I'm not saying I'm hardcore, because there are guys out there that are, you know, encyclopedic and whatever else. Unless you were super hardcore, yeah. you never even picked up a Guardians of the Galaxy book. Yeah. You just didn't. They were just something referenced to, because Marvel always used to do these things where they'd sell, tell a story, and one of the characters would say something, and then in a little, like, print bubble on the side, it would, it would say, see Guardians of the Galaxy number four, and see Fantastic Four number three. For the complete story. Mm. And that's how they would try to like market. So you'd pick up these other books. That yeah. were obscure. But otherwise it was just like. What? Yeah, I mean. I knew of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Never picked up one book. No. Not one. So I mean. You're right. It was so. Out of left field. And of course the famous meme was. DC says like. Oh. We're not ready for a female superhero. And Marvel's was like. Alright. We're going to make a movie with a talking raccoon and a tree. Yes, and the hilarity of that being, like I said, with the actors not being um, well known, like Chris Pratt. Now we think of him as being so big, but unless you saw Parks and Rec, you, you didn't know, know who he was. was. Yeah, and right. you, even then, you wouldn't see him as that character. No, um, Zoe Saldana had done quite a lot, but yes. still, she wasn't like a household name. Oh, uh, sort of was. I mean, because she's an Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Um, again, she's behind the CGI. Like, yes, yes, yes. She yes, wouldn't yes. sell a film. I mean, they tried it with her, and she'd almost failed. She had uh, she had a couple of films, leading films. It didn't do very well. Uh-huh. There was one where she played a spy of some kind, and that kind of really flopped. Right, right, right. Um, there were a couple like that, but a great example of the thing you have like a, you go like, right, we're gonna have a Marvel film. We've got Bradley Cooper, huge, massive star, and Vin Diesel. Yeah. Like talk about box office draws, and you never see him. You never see, <laughs> and we just one stick of them. him in a voice booth. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, Vin Diesel only has one friend. Yeah, and Bradley Cooper sounds nothing like Bradley Cooper. You would have no idea. Yeah. Like the right. two most famous actors, yeah, and you've completely eliminated they could be them. anyone playing yeah. those characters. Literally. They did it just Literally. to like Literally. sell the movie that they're like, yeah, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel are in this, yeah, and they're like, no, right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Guardians was really completely groundbreaking. I think Guardians is that was like was that the first Marvel wave or was they they part of the second Marvel wave? Uh, second wave. Second wave. I think that movie is what really broke the doors open. It was like uh, the end of the second phase. I think it was what really broke the doors open on Marvel. Mm. I think. Because, you know, Iron Man was just such a huge hit. Huge hit and, and so well done. Uh, Captain America came out really well done. Thor, really good. It's like, okay. Uh, Avengers, fantastic. Amazing, you know. Um, then it was... Uh, uh, Winter Soldier, which was great, which turned into basically like a political thriller almost, mm. uh, and all these, and then Guardians came out, and that to me was kind of like, all right, there's pretty much very little you can't do now. Yeah, there's an audience for all of it. We're doomed to never see the end of these films now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really depressing to it's, see. I read an interview with uh, they were saying it was Kevin Feige again, the Marvel guy, and someone said to him, they were like with Infinity War coming out and whatever else and like the the reporter who I think was in their 30s said I was thinking about it and am I never going to see am I not going to live to see the end of this these stories and he said he said uh no <laughs> but he said you will live to see the end of story arcs yes. we're going to end these stories and he says yeah and we're coming towards the end of this story now right this you know the next Avengers film will be the end of the series that you've been following. Right. But as far as plans and we're going forward, like, there's no end in sight. Well, this listen, gonna I keep mean, going. technology-wise, and, and honestly, I used to say this for years, there are so many great, and if you need any more proof, is just look at Game of Thrones. There are so many great 
book series, whether they're, you know, sword and, and sorcerer, fantasy, fantasy, excuse me, uh, uh, sci-fi, whatever. There's so, many, there's so much great written material. Comic books alone, there are so many great arcs. Um, like we, we've talked about it. It's just a matter of time before they do The Dark Knight Returns. Mm. And I think if they do that really well, that's going to blow all of these out of the water. Because it was such a groundbreaking comic book in terms of... It was... That was, to me, if you ask me, was Frank Miller trying to imitate... Um, what's his name that wrote uh, 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 V for Vendetta? Alan Moore. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a, that, that, to me, is like yeah. right in the vein of Alan Moore. Yeah. Like completely anti-establishment. Like, you know, take the veil out from before your eyes because... Other shit's happening, and we have to kind of do this. So, well, Alan Moore done Killing Joke, which before yeah, was oh, yeah. the biggest yes. before Batman before Dino Returns came out. That was yeah. the big yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. So, so um, with with all just the history of comics, like Marvel, it's just like, and you know, if finally maybe someone will figure out to do that with Conan, with Conan they could just do, and they could literally go with the actor. Mm. If they find a guy who's in his 20s and, you know, like they had Jason Momoa and he was just a little bit too late, but they find someone like that in their early 20s, they could just have a freaking uh, 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 story arc for 20 years with him. Because, mm. you know, it goes from Conan like the youth barbarian all the way to Conan the king mm. with the technology that if someone has the foresight to do it and do it well. The problem is every iteration of Conan is just not what the character is about. Because mm. they're just like, oh, let's just put a muscly guy and, you know, have him chop people up. Well, okay, who are you targeting here? You know, because the guys that are really into it are the guys that read the books. So they're not going to look at a muscly guy just to look at a muscly guy. Uh, uh, most women... Okay, they'll go look at a muscly guy, but, you know, if they're repelled by the gore, all right, so you're not getting a full target audience there. What are you doing? So there's no reason for And, I mean, the money they're making, there's no reason for them to stop these movies, mm. you know? And I know, I, was, I forget what actor, I, there was an interview the other day that was, like, really pissed off, a fairly big name about, like, all this shit is just going to be comic book movies and fucking movie industry sucks and this and that and... And it's just like, well, dude, all right, so go make indies. But, oh, guess what? All of you studio guys and all of you, like, big Hollywood guys have already ruined indies because in order to make an independent film nowadays, you've got to spend millions of dollars. Whereas independent movies used to be clerks. You take out 40 grand on a fucking credit card and you make a movie. You know, now an indie movie has, like, 15 million, 20, 30, 40 million dollar budgets. It's like, this is an indie? With a forty million dollar budget? Oh yeah, or oh, oh, the great example of that, the king of the that the destroyed indie movies for like again was Weinstein. Yeah. Just like yeah, in order to make indie movies, you've got to go and uh, go and have a little meeting in his hotel room in That's his right, dressing gown and, and, and rub <laughs> one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, there's. It's one of those things. I understand people getting bent out of shape. It's like there are so many other stories to tell. Mm. Yes, there are, but at the same time, these. They're in the business of telling stories, but they're really in the business of making money. Because mm. if they were in the business of telling stories, they wouldn't need the studios, they wouldn't need the distributors and their contracts, because quite frankly, with the internet, what do you need a distributor for? Yeah. Put the fucking movie on YouTube. Put the movie on Vimeo. Put it on whatever. You don't need a distributor. Put it on Vimeo with a clause that says, like, okay, to see this movie, you got to pay us five bucks. I think that's the future, though. I think Netflix and these other places, sure. uh, Amazon, Hulu, I think they're going to end up having more money than any studio. Sure. And they're going to end up signing deals where people that own physical movie theaters, I think we'll go back to what it was. I think the chains will get wiped out because they can't afford, because distributors and all that will go out the window. And it'll be back to just people owning big screens yep. and licensing the right to stick... Netflix films yep. on them and people can watch them just for the sake of watching them on the big screen. Yeah, with a big sound and everything. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. think that's kind of what will happen. Like, Yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, well, big roundabout story back to our Black Panther versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians basically open up the door for everything and Black Panther, very well done. Again, this is one of those... Uh, I'm kind of upset we're doing this so soon because I haven't had a chance to watch it again. 
Mm. And I think the more I watch it, the more I'll like it. But there was so much hype beforehand that I was kind of like, that was a good movie. But yeah, I don't see what the hype was all about. I wish I didn't see all the hype because I would have enjoyed it more. I, I would have enjoyed it more too without all the hype. You're right. Now, socially what it's done, hands down, it's the best movie on here. Yeah, I mean... Because quite frankly, it's proven like, shut up, you stupid, old, set-in-your-way idiot. Look, it can make money. It's a story. It's a good story. Fuck off. You know, so what do you know, you stupid prick? So in that that term, like I said, hands down, it's the best movie that can't... It's the best superhero movie of all time Mm -hmm. because it completely changed... Put everything on its ear. Will it or not? Don't know. It depends on how, you know, receptive all these idiots are. But to me, just just from a socioeconomic standpoint, this is the best movie out there. Now, in a vacuum, take mm-hmm. all of that away, it was a good movie. I think Guardians was better. Mm. Yeah, I think it was. I think Guardians was better. And I think... Yeah, no, I, yeah. Everything you said, I, I agree. I think Guardians was better. I think it was just a little more groundbreaking at the time. Yes. Considering, as far as what they had to lose, there was still a point where they could have dropped the ball and they could have made people go, eh, what are they doing now? Whereas by the time Black Panther came along, they almost set themselves up to win. Yes. Like, even if the film was actually kind of not good. Right. It would still have made the same it, money. Yes, yes. Because of what it was. Yes. Well, not necessarily made the same money, but it would have had the same impact in yes. terms of... And yes, and no one would have been like, oh, well, what have you done now? Right, They'd have right, been right. like, well, you know... Because, yeah, because you're right, because when Guardians came out, I remember, like, all the articles would be like, this is the deal breaker now for Marvel. They're either going to make it huge, or they're going to just crap out. And after this, everyone's going to be like, ah, yeah, well, they got stupid because they tried to put in a talking raccoon yeah. and a talking tree, and it's crap. And it wasn't. And it's just like, well, it could have been. Well, it wasn't. So, and I think it was the best part of, of Infinity War. It was. It sh- really. Sh- it was a great way of leveling up. Like, yes. Comparing the other characters. Yes. I mean, still, the Star Wars is Rob Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Like every time he's on screen, it's he's so charismatic. You're yes. interested. You're like, yeah. he's doing good things. Yes. But every time there was a Guardian scene, yes, it was so funny. It was yes. so entertaining. Yes. It was great. And then every time it went, I kept forgetting about Captain America, specifically Captain America. And every time it went to Cap, I was like, oh, he's boring. <laughs> I'm bored of that now. I, I, Cap. See, I, I, I'll disagree with you there because when he came on screen for the first time and he caught the spear, everyone in the theater went nuts yeah, yeah, and started yeah. clapping because it was just like, it's Cap, he's back kind of stuff because yeah, yeah. he's such a badass. And so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, my vote is Sun Guardians on this one, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, no, I, whatever. I, I just think it, it was that much of a better movie. Now, not, now, mind you, it's not like night and day or anything. No, it's I not. Think, and I think it's only the fact, if this was Guardians 2, I think Black Panther would have won. Oh, for sure. Without it's, a doubt. It's just, I think that original Guardians was just, they really hit. Yes. They, they, all, they right. They, they checked off all the marks with yeah. that one. Yeah. All right. So the next one in the Wakanda bracket is Spider-Man 2 versus Hellboy. This is a 3 versus a 15. <sighs> In a way, it's an easy choice. It's sad because I really, really... I loved Spider-Man 2. And we've said this before. Very much one of the best sequels ever made, mm-hmm. I think. And one of, not just the best sequel ever made, but one of the sequels where the sequel is superior to the first movie. Yeah. Because I thought Spider-Man 2 was better than Spider-Man 1, yes. actually. Yes, it is, yeah. Um... Hellboy was just great because it was just such a left field candidate and a great story. The books are fantastic. I, I love the the occult and the supernatural. So much humor, really good. And I mean, it, it made it into the sixteen. But my pick is Spider Man Two. On this yeah, it, it has to. I mean, it's it's just a uh, Hellboy did a great great job, and it's still one of those films that people are going to be like, "Oh, that was a good film," but it's not. Spider-Man 2 was a franchise... It was a studio-level carrying movie. Yes. Like, that... Spider-Man 2 carried Sony to the point where they're still holding rights to Spider-Man Yeah, to yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, they're, they're holding Marvel off. They wouldn't have... If it wasn't for Spider-Man 2, right. Marvel would own everything Because, right quite now. frankly, Spider-Man 2, and they've had three shit Spider-Man movies afterwards. Yeah, but they still... And they're still holding on because yeah. they know they can make them... Because... 
I would, in fact, I would say, the, what was three? How, where's Spider-Man 3? Where's Spider-Man 3 on our chart? I want to see, like, what ranking it had money-wise. Um, was a four seed. Okay, so it made a lot of money. Yeah. Spider-Man was a three seed. Spider-Man 2 was a three seed. So that means Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 made about the same kind of money. Spider-Man 3 is just a tick below. And then The Amazing Spider-Man and uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 were a 5 and an 8 seed. So technically, Spider-Man 2 enabled them to have shit movie Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Sort of kind of shit movie The Amazing Spider-Man. Shitter <laughs> shit shit movie Spider-Man 2. Yeah, so they had like three basically anti-shit movies afterwards mm. and they still went and made uh uh uh, uh the, what is it um spider-man homecoming yeah i mean when have you ever heard of a studio to have like literally three disasters in a row i said you know what let's make another one on this subject and yeah. and and i think you're absolutely right i think spider-man 2 is the one that enabled all of that yeah if they if if, if spider-man 2 was spider-man 3 it wouldn't be no be happening. It no. Were, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It, yeah. I mean, it happened with Fantastic Four. You know, that same thing. They were just like, oh, something here. Uh, yeah. No. no. Uh, uh. Bad. If on that second one you screw it up, that's it. Bad. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed to try the reboot, but they tried the reboot because they were just trying to stick it to Marvel. Yeah. Because the whole point. With the licensing that Marvel gave all these guys. And I think that's part of what Sony was doing too. Because Sony knew, based on Spider-Man 1 and 2, we can make a shit ton of money. So let's just keep putting movies out so that we don't lose the rights. Because mm -hmm. I think the clause was, if you don't do anything with the movie in X amount of time, you're going to lose the rights to it. Yes. And so, um, which surprised me because, you know, they have all these other properties that they own. But again, now it's all a moot point because Disney owns it all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that. All right, let's go to Gotham for the big showdown. This is Dark Knight, uh, number one seed, versus Iron Man, five seed. I, 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 I mean, I should, I should take my statement back. I don't think it's that big a showdown. No. But it's, again, like Hellboy, it's an upsetting thing because... Iron Man really was just really kind of just Marvel Studios was just like okay, we really have something here. Yeah, Mar I mean Iron Man. Yeah, Mar it, it it really it created the Marvel universe. Yeah, but the Dark Knight. I mean that is a case where the Dark Knight. I mean just you saying it, the Dark Knight right there kind of gave me chills a little bit because it was so well done. Mm. Heath Ledger's performance. And I know there are a lot of people who will be like, oh, he got it because he died like the Oscar. No. He deserved that Oscar. Mm. Because I can't think... I mean, it, I, and I mean, I've said this with friends when I've seen it. They should just stop trying to cast somebody to be the Joker. Mm. Unless somebody comes up with something that's just as equally as... Because I can't see anybody being better than Heath Ledger. I just can't. Because he took that character with such a cartoonish evil clown character and made the character and whether that was like Nolan giving him notes or him I don't know but the character came together as such a just real world character yeah like if there was a world where there was some winged vigilante running around and that was possible and this was a top evil guy this was perfectly played I, I can't think of it any other way because mm. he was crazy unhinged he wanted somebody to kill him, mm -hmm. but his, like, I guess drive was too strong for anyone to be able to do it. All of it, the manias, the psychosis, the, 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 the anger, the hurt, the pain, all of it that was there was so grounded. There was like nothing, there was almost, not even almost, there was nothing even cartoon-like about the character, the way he presented it. There just wasn't. It worries me that I think somewhere in the future... They're going to bring him back and have someone just copy Heath Ledger's Joker because he didn't die in the film. Right. No, and I I'm worried that. they'll use yes. that yeah. and someone's just going to try and do it, bring him back. And they, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't because yeah. it's, it, 
the only time I could see them doing it is if they do the Dark Knight, where the Joker is going to be, you know, coming out of a catatonic state, you know, 30 years after the fact kind of stuff. I think it's a shame in a way, I never thought about it before, but if he, when I said like he, like he didn't die in that film, if, if he hadn't died, I mean, obviously he's going to do so many other things, but just for those, those, those films themselves, like, it would have, I think The Dark Knight Rises would have been even better because I think you almost guaranteed they would have brought him back. Oh, for sure. <laughs> there's, there's no way about it. And it would be like, oh, I'd be like, yeah, the Tom Hardy Bane thing, great. But then I'd be like, yeah, the Raz like, you know, all that stuff, lay that to bed, replace that with Joker. You know, Joker's the guy in charge of Bane. He's the one who's actually been doing it and bring him in the last half the film. Yes. Like, and that As opposed to the monologue. Rounded yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, oh, no, for sure. That would have capped off the trilogy perfectly. Mm. But as it was, the, the Dark Knight Returns was just like poor. Yeah, it's, it's, you know. Yeah. But, but, uh, it, but that being said, I, I mean, I give the, I, I, I give this one to, to the Dark Knight as much as I, Iron Man is still. There's so many of them now. I I would say uh, a top, if not top five, top eight of all the superhero movies. Still, it, yeah. I mean, it's still it. I mean, it, it's brilliant, and you look at it, and it was a starting point, and it was great. But I, I, I again, I'd argue that Iron Man was good enough that it bought the studio yes. a couple of other movies. Yes. That they then aced those as yes. well, and off the back of all these aces, that created the Marvel Universe. It and wasn't just off that; yeah. it was like that brought them a couple of movies. Whereas the Dark Knight and that, what the the, the zeitgeist of that is, what is still carrying the shitty DC universe. Yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Beca absolutely. Especially Batman, because yes. Batman was pretty much dead in the water before Chris Nolan came around. Like yeah. no one was really that interested no, in making those films. Schumacher completely ruined it. Yeah, it was ruined. No it. one really wanted that. There was, uh, I mean, no, yeah, uh, but but they're still going to the world with the Batman stuff now, yeah. even though they've really not done a good job of yeah. it. Yeah, which again, we don't know what kind of farm animals uh, uh, the various execs have been with. That Zack Snyder got <laughs> freaking photos of because I don't know why the fuck they keep giving this guy movies to make. I I I have no idea. Yeah. All I can think is that there is just a money bags exec that knows nothing about comic books. Yes. Just this, just this guy who like he meets Zack Snyder and he must be from what from what I've heard he is like your, your stereotypical fanboy comic book guy. Right. He comes in, he's all like, no, like, oh, this guy's such a nerd. And then they look at his CV and they'll be like, wow, you've you've been given all these budgets, you've done all these movies, and you're such a nerd. You're the perfect, perfect guy to yeah, do this yeah, comic yeah, book yeah, film. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I mean. And I'll say this much for Iron Man. In terms of scripts, it was very well written. That whole character arc that Downey Jr. has is fantastic. Mm. You know, from just being drunk, you know, genius, sleeping around kind of stuff to, to like what he eventually came to. It was just like really well done and he played it perfectly. And again, speaking of roles made for you, he was made for, for Tony Stark. Oh, completely. I mean, you could almost... You could almost argue that he could have been Bruce Wayne in another universe as well, because it's almost the same character to a certain degree. <sighs> I no, I don't think so, and I'll no. tell you why. I don't think he has, I don't think he has the gravitas to do it. Like when he's serious, yeah, I don't buy that he would be always serious and hard ass. Yeah. I just don't, because he's you know, because even like when he was Sherlock, and I thought he was brilliant as Sherlock actually. Yeah, yeah well, no, and that's coming back. Yeah. Because we're in that today in 2020. They've got a third one coming out. Really? Yeah, they've just signed the contract. Oh, it would be great if Cumberbatch is M in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, because um, even as Sherlock, he's like super serious, but he's also like jokey. Yeah. So he has that, that, that I'm serious and I'm really good, but I'm really a good wise ass and, and good at cracking I, jokes. I, I, I think he's almost exactly the same guy as Michael Keaton, as, as, especially when they were younger. Like, they're almost the same guy. Like I, they must have walked into the audition room so many times together. I, for things. I, su I suppose I just haven't seen anything from Downey Jr. that makes me think he would be a genuine guy. Like if I saw him on the street, I'd be worried about him. Like Keaton doing uh, uh, um, Vulture was really just like, oh wow, yeah, that's really good. You know what I'm saying? He has that like really hard edge about him. 
There's nothing about Downey to me that's yeah, he's Weasley. He's 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 Weasley. You know he'd Weasley his way out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that's what it is to me. I don't think he would have been a good uh, Batman. That's true. That's fair. So, all right. So the Dark Knight goes on there, and now we have speaking of all this Batman, Batman 1989 versus Captain America: The First Avenger. And again, this is to me an easy choice: a ten versus a six. And I mean. I would go with the first Avenger going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, completely, and and they're very uh, they're very different. They're very different, but they're very. It's a good matchup when you consider that they're both the entry points, as far as they are both the first live action motion picture version of that, oh, of that character. character. Yes, yes. yes they're yes, the yes, entry yes. point for both of them. Yes. Um, well, unless you count that. Movie Batman movie from the sixties. Oh, I, that was a TV movie. That was like no way. <laughs> oh my god, song. was that in movie theaters? I was it. I I mean, I guess know, it was. I, I, I think I think it was just. TV. I think it's a TV movie, but I mean, maybe it was. I mean, I do love that. But that movie is brilliant. It's but hilarious. It is. <laughs> oh, Robin! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> just Adam West and all of it. Uh, so, but yeah, Captain America: The First Avenger is definitely. Uh, um, even though, like I said, I loved it. I loved Nicholson as a Joker. Um, as much as I was just like, Michael Keaton's being Bruce Wayne, I thought he did a good job, especially as Batman. Mm. I, like, I thought he was more convincing, oddly enough, as Batman than he was as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, he wasn't... Um, it, it, yeah, it, it, it was an interesting... Um, like, that's why like when people throw around John Hamm as, as Bruce Wayne... Yeah, like I could see that. Oh, it would be per- because stature-wise and just like that look, like he'll just like a, put a. Bl- e- it's one of those yeah. like when he puts a blank look on you and you start getting nervous. It's like, yeah, that's the guy that I want. When he's showing no expression and you're worried that he's going to kill you, that that's that's the guy. Keen would never have got that role if he hadn't have already been done Beetlejuice, with, right? With Burton, and he'd obviously seen something in him, right? Where he was like, he'd make a good Batman. He obviously he wasn't thinking he'd be a good Batman before that. And I, I remember hearing people talk about that when it first came out. Everyone was saying, Michael Keaton. Because he just did comedy. Everything he did before, he wasn't a huge star, but he just did sort of comedy, did lots of silly stuff. Yeah. And yeah, Bill just was the height of his powers. He was like, yeah, he's a goofball, like madcap, like kind of crazy comedy guy. Yeah. Um, so Batman was like, what is that about? And Burton was like, no, I have the realm. I, I just, you know, I want to work with... This was pre-Johnny Depp. Yeah. We know Tim Burton is a man who likes to keep hold of a certain group yeah. of actors and keep using them over and over again. Yeah. And he thought it was going to be Keaton he was going to do it with. Um, for whatever reason, it didn't end up being Johnny Depp and Hannibal Carl. Right, 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 right. That was his first go at, like, repertory movies. Was yeah. like, oh, bring him in. And yeah. And yeah, it was, it was good for his time. And yeah. I think it's very dated and I think it will continue to date in a way that I don't yes. think Captain America will. Yes, it's... Simply because of the way it was shot. Everything was shot on a soundstage. Uh, very mm. obviously. Very obviously. And and I think that's part of it what dates it with the superhero movies. And it's hard with Captain America to date it because the first half of the film is a period film. Yes. I mean, you can't really date... That's why, to this day, you can watch a World War Two World War One movie made in the 50s and it's not dated because right. it's feels of the era. Right. You can't date something that's period. Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, all right. So, Captain America goes on. First Avenger. Hey guys, Tomo here. Be sure to tune in for part two of episode 37 for the conclusion of the What's Going On Here 2018 Best Tournament Superhero Movies.